everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Living Sport Podcast, where we connect you to young professionals and sport business experts from around the world. I'm Alicia Marinelli, your host, and we have a great episode ahead of us. Come join me as we travel to Brazelton, Georgia, the home of the American Junior Golf Association. The American Junior Golf Association, or the AJGA for short, is considered by many leaders in the golf industry to be the premier junior golf association in the world. With alumni such as Jordan Spieth, Tiger Woods, Paula Kramer, Stacey Lewis, and the list goes on, who could disagree? The AJGA is a great organization, and what I absolutely love about them is their stellar internship program. This is an opportunity to work with some of the best and the brightest in the golf industry while traveling the country putting on junior golf tournaments. You know we love the chance to mix sport and travel, and most likely you do too. The AJGA internship is by far one of the best opportunities we have come across for young professionals in sport. It provides a fantastic growth experience with real-world responsibility and ownership of tasks that directly lead to the success of the AJGA events. Learn more about the American Junior Golf Association as we talk to two outstanding females in the sport industry, Lauren Shelley and Blair Sumner. Their passion for not only developing young golfers, but also young sport professionals is evident during this episode and tune in to hear useful tips that could just lead you to your next gig in the industry. Let's go on in. With us today from American Junior Golf Association, we have Lauren Shelley, the Director of Training and Development and Blair Sumner, Director of Recruiting. Welcome to the Living Sport Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, we're excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you have been on my short for a while. We have partnered the last couple of years and I really have been a fan of your internship program and how you develop young professionals. I got to visit you a couple of years ago, which is a funny story in itself. So I got to see a little bit of your um, operation down there, but for the listeners at home, it was one of those trips that, uh, it was a business trip. I wanted to learn more about AJGA and you were recruiting interns during your intern recruitment weekend. And from the minute I took off on the plane leaving Philadelphia, I just didn't feel good. And it knocked me out the whole weekend <laughs> that I missed everything that you guys had going on that weekend. And actually that has never happened to me before. So <laughs> you guys will always be that memory for me. Like, oh man, when you, are, when you go on a work trip and you're sick, it's the real deal. Well, Alicia, we will be more than happy to have you come back for another one. Not sure what 2021 will look like quite yet, but if it's not the same this year, we'll bring you back in 2022. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what I like to hear because my, my coworker, Kristen Sheetram, said you guys do it well. And we knew that going in to that time that we came down to Georgia, but um, super sad I missed it. So I'll definitely take a rain check on that one. So you are headquartered in Chateau Alain Resort in Brazelton, Georgia. You guys are in office now. I see your background. So tell us a little bit about the American Junior Golf Association and what you guys have going on. Yeah, absolutely. So the American Junior Golf Association is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and our mission is dedicated to the overall growth and development of young men and women who want to aspire to earn a college golf scholarship. So in a given year, we typically run about 120 to 125 national junior golf tournaments all across the country. 
to provide the juniors this opportunity. And our junior golfers range between 12 and 18. Typically, we have lots of different tiers of different types of events they're playing in. Um, but we've got an amazing alumni class that are playing on the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour. So names like Stacey Lewis, Danielle Kang, Lexi Thompson, Tiger Woods, Phil, Jordan, Ricky, you know, you name them, they probably have played at least one or maybe many AJGA golf tournaments with us. So it's really cool to see the next generation. And that is a big thing for us. But we focus a lot on the tournaments, but we also focus a lot on the growth and development of the junior golfers, which also then stems into focusing on the growth and development of our staff, our interns and our full-time staff. So those are some really big names. Like, let's not just blow past that part. Like, <laughs> Tiger Woods, um, crazy. So you guys are a part of developing them into what they become, these athletes that are known around the world. And as they're growing and progressing, AJGA is a big part of it. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. We've been around for over 40 years now and have definitely seen significant growth. I mean, we've gone from running a handful of tournaments to now nearly about 125 and still even through a national pandemic, almost running about 100 events this year itself. So it's really cool. It's been fun. I know between Blair and I, we've seen some of these incredible players that are playing on the tour in the LPGA. We've, we've watched them be junior golfers and our executive director and a lot of our senior leadership, you know, they were around for the start of the Tiger and the Phil eras and have seen, so they've got lots of great stories. So it's pretty cool, especially when you're watching golf on the weekends to see, well, I saw them when they were 14, 15, 16, you know, however old they were and have kind of a relationship with them. You know, my, my parents like to say Lauren and Jordan Spieth are best friends. I didn't go that far, but it is nice that, you know, I do know who he is and have had some cool interactions with them over the years. That's definitely a, a great story. Now, you mentioned how many usual events you have a year. This has been a unique year for all of us, but you made a lot of progress because golf is that sport where you could really do it safely. Tell us about your pivot this year and what went on this summer. Absolutely. So from a tournament perspective, you know, we nice to be able to work in golf and be outside. So that definitely were a couple positives that we're working in our direction. You know, we, like the rest of the country, did shut down in the spring. We did have to postpone the majority of our spring season. We resumed running golf tournaments about mid-June, and we will continue to run events through basically the end of October or the big, big portion of our season with a couple of stragglers here and there in November. That we, we adapted field sizes, we took on CDC coronavirus safety protocols internally and externally just to make sure everybody was safe. And our tournament staff has done a great job. Our regional directors um, have worked very closely with the communities that we're going into, the government, with the communities that we're going into, just to make sure that you know, we're providing safe opportunities for everybody involved. And, you know, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to do what we've been able to do. It's definitely something that was needed, right? Sport has always been a healer in times of um, tragedy or times of dismay. So when I saw on your social that you guys were getting out there, it was really like, yes, golf is something you could definitely do very safely. It's that individual sport, right? Um, and, and I was super stoked to see you guys going on. So it's something that positive 
site, like just inspiring people. Okay, the world is moving forward. We're getting closer to getting back to where we are, which is an important step when you're going through something hard like this pandemic. So you mentioned 60 staff members and it didn't start like that back in the 70s. What year were you guys founded? 1978. Okay, 78. And there was a couple people. And now you're up to 60 staff members. What does everybody do? How is the staff makeup there? Yeah, so from an organizational standpoint, um, we have a tournament operations department. We've got a communications department, which I know Blair will talk on on a lot of the opportunities within our internship and what that can lead to and working in the, those arenas. Blair and I make up part of our HR team, We've got a finance crew, we've got our tournament business affairs, which is kind of our sales team. They're out there getting our sponsors and finding golf courses and committees. Um, but we've got a development department and then um, definitely our player services, which is our customer service, answering all the questions, getting all the tournament fields ready. And um, so we've got lots of different divisions, but we're all housed here in Brazelton, Georgia. We may not all be in the office currently, but we, we all do work out of here. And, but our interns are what really is the, the backbone of who we are and how we're able to accomplish, especially all of our events in our heightened season. And why I ask that question, because I think it's important for our listeners. Now, our listeners are people who are out there, either students who want a career in sports or people who are currently right now seeking opportunity. And I think it's really important that they dig into organizations like yours and see how they are made up. Your staff is 60. That's a pretty great size staff and people are doing all sorts of things. So that is why I like to ask that question just so people out there are aware of different roles they could get into to work for a great organization like yourself. Now let's go into your roles, okay? I wanna talk, you said internships, we're going to get there. So hang tight listeners, you definitely wanna hang in to talk about internships as it is recruiting season for the AJGA internship program. But let's talk about what you do because you guys tie into the internship program. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been at the AJGA for almost 13 years now. I got my start going through the internship like 85% of our full-time staff does. I was hired, I was a communications intern. I was hired as a tournament director. And then about nine months in, I became the director of recruiting and held on to that role until about two years ago where we promoted Blair into that position. And so now I still work hand in hand with the internship program, but I also focus a lot on our professional growth and development for our full-time staff, run some of our staff fun functions that aren't necessarily related to golf tournaments. I do a few banquets here, and then I also focus a lot with our diversity and inclusion initiatives here at the AJGA. Now, when you were in college, Lauren, did you think you would be in a role like this? Oh, absolutely not. I had really no idea kind of what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something in event planning. I think probably my junior and senior year in college, I was thinking, oh, I'll be a wedding planner. That'll be super easy. And then I stumbled upon the internship and fell in love from the very beginning. And um, clearly I haven't looked back if I'm still here 13 years later. So it's been cool. It's, it's neat to have a couple different roles within the organization and grow within the organization. So that's a big thing for me. Um, and I know Blair will speak on her experiences as well, but she's had a pretty cool roadmap to get to where she is too. Amazing. Blair, let's hear it. 
Yeah. So I as well started as an operations intern. I had a very, I don't know, natural organic path to the AJGA. Grew up as a golf lover, played golf and worked for my state golf association when I was in college for two summers and was looking to take that to the next level. So I literally Googled golf internships. And if you do that, the AJGA is one of the first, if not the first to pop up. So I I did some research, was lucky enough to get the internship. I actually came back for a second summer because I did the internship while I was still in school. So I came back as a second year intern. We've got an elevated role for people that fit that demographic. So I did that summer of 2012 and then was fortunate enough to be hired as a tournament director starting in January of 2013. So I'm in my eighth year full time, but been associated with the company for almost 10 years, which is like so crazy to even say. Um, and then I was a tournament director for almost six years. So that was really where my passion was, was tournament administration. But I loved working with the interns, which is a huge part of being a tournament director because those are your, that's your staff at your golf tournaments. And I kind of had my eye on this role since I came into the AJGA. So about five and a half years into being a tournament director, I got a little tired of the road life and kind of wanted to settle down started on a family and things like that. So I spent a few months in our development department. It was a pretty brief stint, but it was great to get to see another area of the AJGA. And then while I was there, this director of recruiting position came open. And obviously I jumped at it. Like I said, I love the interns. I love our internship program. I really wanted to be a part of it in a bigger level. I had helped with some of the hiring that we'd done of our interns the last few years. So I, I just felt like it was a great fit and it has been, I love it. I do the day-to-day -day of the internship. So all of the recruiting, um, managing the applications as they come in, doing the interviews, leading the team that is our hiring team, running our intern recruiting weekend. And then while our interns are here, any of the day-to-day the -day of the internship, the logistics of it, as well as dealing with any issues, good or bad, that arise, that's my day-to-day. My so you see a lot of the applicants out there and yes. that is what's special about you because you could fairly judge the market. You can see what type of resumes you're getting and really people should be listening to you because you <laughs> see the competition out there. Mm -hmm. When you're scanning resumes and talking to people on the phone and scheduling interviews, what type of candidate are you looking for? I always tell people, that, and this is a great question that a lot of people ask when they come to career fairs or virtual fairs that we're doing now, but we just want to see somebody that's well-rounded. Going to class and having good grades is important, yes, but we want to see other things that you have done too. This internship and the sports event world is extremely demanding, and you need to have time management skills. Um, you need to be able to balance and juggle a lot. You need to be able to work long, hard hours. So we want to see that you have balanced school and a job or school and an internship or school and a bunch of clubs on campus or maybe a combination of all of that. But we want to see that you can bring more to the table than just going to class every day. We have very, very similar views since day one when I met you guys. I just saw that a lot of the core values of AJGA and living sport were there. We want to really promote growth with young professionals, but we also want to hold them accountable. We want mm -hmm. to encourage them to get out there and do more and be more than your resume and yeah, um, yeah and show that and have that passion. So. I love it. How about we start talking about this 
famous internship <laughs> that you guys have. And I love it because you said something, you said something about life on the road that, um, you know, you were, you've had a little bit of that and you wanted to move on for that. But that is important because life on the road is something that living sport does as well. I'm saying we have a lot of these parallels and this is an opportunity, this internship. I'm going to let you guys explain it because obviously you could explain it a little more. But young professionals are traveling the country putting on golf events. Like that is a huge opportunity. That's a huge responsibility that people should be so excited about. So let's get into what you guys have to offer them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a awesome internship that is extremely unique to the golf industry. The way our internship is designed is our interns essentially travel from tournament site to tournament site, helping us conduct our junior golf tournaments. As we mentioned, yes, we're a staff of 60, but 120 golf tournaments for a staff of 60 is a huge undertaking, especially when our tournament operations department is only about 20 people. So we need a lot of help when we run those events. So that's why we bring on our interns um, that we hire anywhere between um, in a typical year, 90 to 100 interns to help us do that. Our interns are on teams. Um, we are huge in teamwork and a team environment here at the AJGA, both as an intern and as a full-time staff member. The teams are comprised of seven to eight individuals. Some of those individuals are communication staff members and then some are operations. Your little team is who you travel with from tournament to tournament. You spend about a week at each location. You arrive a few days before the event starts and help with any setup that still needs to be done, any final touches. A lot of the uh, manual labor of setting up an event is the responsibility of our interns, especially the operations interns. You're there for the duration of the event, anywhere from three to five days, depending on the event type. And then you break down that event, pack it all up in a trailer. Yes, we teach our interns how to drive a truck in a trailer, something I never, ever thought in my entire life I would know how to do. So then they pack up the trailer and they head to their next location. And they repeat that week after week for anywhere from eight to 14 weeks, depending on how long you're able to do the internship. The truck and the trailer lesson. That is a life yes. skill right there. It is. It right. is. I joked that when I moved to Atlanta um, from Missouri, I obviously had to pack up a U-Haul with all of my stuff and my dad was driving it and I was in my car, the car with my parents. And I'm like, you really should let me drive that. I just spent the past two summers driving a truck and trailer all around the country. And then he was having trouble parking it in the complex parking lot. And I'm like, no, like, I'm serious. You need to let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The other day, Connor Hurley, who is now a living sport employee, started his career with AJGA. So we were talking about an upcoming trip. I said, Connor, do you feel comfortable driving a 15 passenger van? He's like, oh yeah, I went through truck and trailer <laughs> training with AJGA. Yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Okay. You said two things. You said your interns are either operations or I believe you said communications. Correct. So let's break those down and do interns get to choose or are they placed based upon what you're seeing in them? Yeah, so I'll start with explaining the difference between the two and then can talk a little bit more about how that works in the application process. But our operations interns are tasked with a lot of things that you would think of when you think of the words event management, sport management, hospitality, 
and a lot of the, the unglamorous manual labor type things, but it is a ton of fun. And that is, as I said earlier, kind of where my passion lies. They set up our tents. They set up all of our signage. They get to mark the golf course. They get to choose our whole locations. They're out stocking coolers, going on runs to get anything that we need at the store for the tournament. During the tournament, they are setting up the golf course each day for play. So they're setting our tees and checking the whole locations, driving around, making sure everything looks great. During the event, they are also serving as rules officials and pace of play monitors, which is a huge part of the operations job. Um, they're also just the front lines for customer service because they're interacting with our players and our parents while they are out there serving as rules officials and pace of play monitors. And then they're responsible for all of the equipment, breaking everything down and packing up the trailer at the end of the event. And then our communication staff members they do, I kind of call it like new age communications because it's a lot of social media and we're on all platforms. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're also on TikTok. So whatever the new 2021 social media platform is, I'm sure we'll, we'll be on that as well. But we really hand the reins over to our communication staff members for our social media. They, they create all of the content themselves that we put out there. They also update our website, they also get to serve as rules officials as well and pace of play monitors. They do a lot of photography and a lot of videography, and they also work with any local media that comes out on site and help them um, with the event and anything that they need. But it's a great opportunity to be creative. And like I said, we hand over the reins, which I think is really cool that we give that much responsibility to our communication staff members. Sounds like they're just really in this, you know, yes. they are making this all happen. And like you said, they have the creative freedom to make those TikTok videos to show you guys how creative they can be. And I think that's sometimes what leads to people's success in the industry when you give them a long leash and you're yep. letting them use their creativity because they could then essentially really impress somebody by the things that they're doing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's things that they do that we're like, why did we never think of that? And or something that we implement. There's a ton of things that have come from our interns, um, both operations and communications. Operations can be creative as well with things that we do from an operational standpoint. So we do. We give them a ton of responsibility, which I think is probably the best thing about the internship is just how much of a, of a leash we do give them and say, you know, here's the job. And we're relying on you guys to, to get it done and we're going to throw you into the fire week one and everybody figures it out and does, and does a great job. And I do think it's important to know that when they go to an event, there's going to be one to three full-time staff members there and then the rest is going to be interns. So when people think of the AJGA and the summers that they spent playing and the people that they met, a lot of times those are interns and they don't know the difference between full-time staff members or interns. They've got a lot of the same responsibilities that our full-time staff does. That's why our recruiting process is so extensive as well as the hiring process because it is a huge job. And just like Lauren said, it is the backbone of our organization because they're the face, they truly are. I think that's what a lot of young professionals are out there looking for opportunities that give them that full-time feel right mm -hmm. 
um, because there's a difference in some organizations. You know who the interns are, you know who, who the full-time staff members are, but what you're saying is like people at the golf courses or other people's sponsors, they don't really know the difference between yep. your interns and your full-time staff, and that is really special, and I think a lot of interns out there are looking for that, and this internship right here, guys, listeners, is that opportunity to really, if, if you want a lot of responsibility, good responsibility, this is an internship program that will give that to you. And I think that is what is really special that you offer these young professionals. Yeah, absolutely. You hit the hit the nail on the head with that. And I did want to touch really briefly on the second part of that question, because I do think, I do want people to know that you can apply to both operations and communications. It is two separate applications, and we can talk about that when we talk about the application process, but there's an application for operations and for communications. You can choose if you apply to both. We're really good at looking at resumes and, and calling you and asking you some more questions and trying to figure out the best path for you. Um, we do that. We have a lot of people that do that. So um, we're happy to find the right path for you. And we're happy that if you get hired as a communications intern and you want to learn about operations, absolutely, we will cross train. We've had people that do communications internship that get hired as tournament directors in our operations department. So, you know, we're happy to, to help open up any doors and find the right path for you. You mentioned something in the past when you guys were both talking about your past is the culture of hiring from within. How important is that with AJGA? I think there's a statistic there. Lauren, did you throw out 85% of staff members were interns and now they're full-time? Absolutely. So the uh, this is 85% of our full-time staff have been an intern in some capacity with us. So it may be our traveling internship program. It may have been, which is the majority, um, but we do have a few in-house positions that have turned into full-time jobs for some people as well. But yeah, we only hire full-time from the internship program and we hold true to that pretty, pretty tight. And we've had people of all different backgrounds, experiences, maybe kind of going through a career life change and they've maybe been a little older than our typical intern candidate, but they've come in and they've done the internship and one even got a full-time job out of it. So it doesn't mean that things can't happen for you, but, but yeah, our, our staff has done the internship program. And I think it's, it's very valuable once you come and you start working here full-time one, you've already got a really good group of friends and kind of that family already built and, someone could compare it to like a fraternity or sorority bond you know you've all kind of been through something together you know what everybody's experienced you've done the life on the road um, you've had similar experiences so it immediately makes everybody close but then it definitely helps you know in times you know for this year for example Blair put her tournament director hat back on and went out and helped run a golf tournament this summer you know when we needed some extra staff with all the different changes we've made with events or you know a lot of us can go out maybe in the off season when we don't typically have our interns and can go be operations bodies or communications bodies or go out and even sit at a timing station for a day at an event and volunteer so that that's just really nice that we can all jump in wherever we need to when we we know what's going on you know sometimes we need to refresh some some things if it's been a little while since we've been out on the road but it, it does make things easier. And I did think it definitely helps with the transition from being an intern into transitioning into a full-time employee, because at least you have a base level of information that you're starting with. 
That's something every young professional should want to hear. That statistic, 85% of their full-time staff is, was hired from the internship program. I really can't think of any other organization that could throw out that statistic. That is wonderful. And I really admire your organization and your culture for just keeping that up over time. That's really great. Now, we are talking about internships. We are describing them. Do we want to go into the process? Do we want to talk about dates? Because I do want to get to Intern Recruitment Weekend because that is a phenomenal event. We can kind of do it all in the same, the same breath if we want to. Um, and I'm happy to talk about the process. Obviously, IRW Intern Recruiting Weekend is a big part of that. So our applications are live now. So if anybody is interested, we'll be sure to share the website. But it is a very, a very simple application to get started. So they are currently live. We do have two separate seasons of the internship. So we do have a spring season and a summer season. Our spring season runs from the beginning to mid middle of March, um, and then it runs through the middle of May. And then our summer season runs from the week before Memorial Day to the week after Labor Day. And we do accommodate that end date if anybody needs to go back to school, because we do have some people like myself that did it, did the internship while they were still in college. Our one stipulation, or really our biggest stipulation when you are going through the internship process is you do have to be 21 years old to do our internship by the internship start date. The intern applications, as I mentioned, are live. They will be open for the spring until November 13th, and then they will be open for the summer until January 8th, and it is a rolling application. So we review them as they come in. We don't wait until it's closed and then review all of them. So I always tell people, just go ahead, get that application in. That way you can hear back from us earlier and get the ball rolling quicker. The application process for both the spring and the summer is an application online, what I would call a paper application, um, even though it is electronic. Then from there, we will possibly invite you to do a virtual interview. It is recorded, so it's not actually going to be a live interview with us, but it, it, you record it, answering some questions, and then we review it. We'll get back to you in a couple weeks for the spring internship. That may be the end. That may be all we, that we need to see, and we love you, and we're going to you know, offer you a position for us for the spring. We may follow up with a phone conversation just to get a few more questions answered, but then our big intern recruiting weekend that has become, I think, quite famous in the golf industry and other sports industries, that's for our summer candidates. In a typical year, we bring all of our final 100 candidates down to our headquarters outside of Atlanta, and it is a fun-filled weekend, jam-packed of interviews, personality testing, team-building activities, public speakers or guest speakers, and it's a great chance to interact with our staff because our entire staff, no matter the department, participates in that weekend. So you get a chance to get to know all of us and really see if it's a good fit for you because we may love you, but you may not think that this organization or what we do is for you. And we want, to, we want you to know and make an intelligent decision whenever you accept the internship that you fully know what you're signing up for because it is, it is a lot. So that's typically... What we do, and it's usually done around the end of February, beginning of March, and then we make our decisions for our summer interns after that. For 2021, we don't know what the world's going to bring, so we are looking at some virtual options so that we'll still have an IRW component. As of right now, we're planning on it being in person, but we will make a decision by the beginning of the year whether or not we need to move IRW to a virtual IRW. 
So IRW Intern Recruitment Weekend, it's a phenomenal event. That is the event I was referring to at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast that I wasn't feeling well. So I spent the weekend in my hotel and I missed the whole thing, but I'm coming back. Yes. <laughs> it, it sounds like, and Kristen passed along to me that, wow, it's, it's an incredible event an incredible experience for those that attend too. So out of the hundred that you invite from the interview phase to IRW, you choose how many to actually go through the internship program. We choose about half of them. So yeah, there is about a, yeah, about 50%, but I do want to piggyback off of what you said that it's incredible experience for everybody. Our goal from for that weekend is just to provide an opportunity for um, individuals to learn about themselves, learn more about the AJGA and take something away from it. Um, and I think we've accomplished that with some of the guest speakers that we have brought in and then some like the personality testing and team building activities that we do. I, I really think that everybody takes something away from that weekend, whether or not you get the internship, you leave with a positive experience. And I think just by you taking a hundred, you only need 50% of them, right? So I think the goal in mind is to also use that as a way to build people for their next big thing if they're yeah. not chosen for your internship. And I think that right there shows what your organization is all about and wanting to help people. Yes, absolutely. We know too that that these people that are that are so invested in the AJJ, they're invested in golf, they're invested in sports, and we want to make that industry great because it's our industry. So whether or not you're with us and or you're with the PGA Tour or you're with the NBA or whoever it may be, we want to make the sports industry the best. So if we can help develop young people, absolutely, we're going to do that. It's, and it probably hasn't been said yet, but typically on a given year, we can get anywhere between 1,500 to 1,800 applicants for essentially our 100 internship positions between the spring and the summer. And so if you, especially if you're invited to intern recruiting weekend and even hired, you know, you've been kind of whittled down to the top 100 for that weekend out of potentially nearly 1,800 applicants. So it's also a true honor and you know that's the big thing like Blair said we hope everybody takes something away from that weekend but we don't want you to be discouraged because it truly is a huge honor to be invited to the weekend and you know we could have a hundred interns for the summer I'm sure we would do it we just physically can't because we don't have that many things going on or don't need that many hands to help us at that time but you know, to be selected to attend that weekend is a huge thing. And I put it on your resume kind of as a, you know, a finalist, like a lot of people can do for different things or nominated or, you know, something of the equivalency, um, because it is a big deal to be invited to that. It's almost like a, to a mini practice business trip because they're flying in, they're driving in, they're staying at a hotel. They have to be at certain places at certain times, attending conferences, and then they have to kind of perform during the team building and sit down sessions. So um, it is, it's like a, a practice business trip. 100%. I would definitely compare those two. Okay. So let's talk about AJGA success stories. Now I'm going to pull the living sport producer on. I mentioned Connor Hurley, who now works as the director of digital media for living sport, but got his career start doing your internship program. And Connor, I want you to join us. Come on in and tell us what AJGA did for you. 
So I did the AJGA internship in the spring of 2017, and it pretty much launched my career. Like has been said in the conversation previously, the interns are held to a high level of accountability, and you have a lot of responsibility. Coming out of the AJGA internship, interns are, are very hireable. Just based on that, I was an operations intern and was brought into a role that was media-based with no media experience prior. But just having that accountability and being taught that work ethic through AJGA, it was enough to, to convince the, the organization hiring that I was good enough for that job. That's a testament in itself. And with that being said, after the AJGA internship, I did the Barcelona 2017 Living Sport Program. And then Lauren, you sent out uh, an email recommending, hey, there's a golf tour uh, that is hiring in Asia. Uh, also with juniors, it's going to be kind of like a transitional tour into the AJGA uh, for AJGA members that are living in Asia that travel to the U.S. in the summer to play in AJGA events. So I, I took the risk and I applied for that. I applied for that position. And two weeks later, I was moving to China uh, in a role still in junior golf. But none of that would have happened without my AJGA internship. And did you ever think something like that would happen to you moving to Asia? Absolutely not. And what it really taught me is how small the golf industry really is. Um, if you get one opportunity in the door, you never know where it could take you. I've said it many times. There's, there's times where I'll go to an event in New Jersey and I'll see somebody that I saw in Thailand two years prior. It, it's pretty wild. It's a, it's a great industry to be in. Well, amazing. That's great. Um, it, you know, and, and that thoroughly impressed me too. I'm sitting here. I hired Connor to work for my organization, Living Sport. And the opportunities that you guys gave him really helped launch his career 100%. And we joked about this, but, um, you know, Connor went and spent years in Asia and made him the person he is today. He met his wife there and, or his future wife. And that is how opportunities can be life-changing. And that is really something special. It, it really honestly is. So thank you, Connor. Great work there. How about some other success stories? Where are other AJGA interns if they're not already currently working in your office? Yeah, absolutely. So we've had a ton of different success stories. And I think one of the great things about the internship is the networking opportunities that are available to you. Blair's talked a lot about the different responsibilities and roles and what the kind of atmosphere the events are going to be like. But you're getting to work hand in hand with the head pros at that golf course, the F&B staff, the superintendents. Our tournament committees are made up of local individuals that like the AJGA, like what we do and want to come out and help. So they may have a variety of backgrounds. It doesn't necessarily mean they work in golf per se. Volunteers that come out at the events, sponsors that when they're on site, you get to interact with them. And obviously the junior golfers' parents. Maybe that parent doesn't necessarily work that's traveling with their child, but maybe they do or their spouse works or they know somebody. So you're able to build a lot of those relationships. So I think one of the big things that can help our interns is the more you put into it, especially in the networking side, it can pay dividends later on. It may benefit the AJGA a little bit, you know, maybe it's helping find a golf course for a future event for us, but it also can broaden that individual too. And so I think that's a huge thing that has helped lead interns, whether they've come and worked with us full-time and have moved on and be successful, or maybe have made a connection from the internship to launch their career and their next step. 
But for those that have come on to work with us, we've had huge success, obviously, within the golf industry. We've got about 46 former employees, whether they're interns or full-time, that work with the PGA Tour in some capacity or under some umbrella. Maybe it's with the Corn Ferry or it is with a full-fledged PGA Tour event, whether it's out on the operation side of things or maybe it's just internal communications or sales, et cetera. We've got individuals that work for the LPGA. We have a couple that are rules officials for the LPGA tour, and then obviously internal as well. USGA has got, I think, about 15 former employees of some kind. And the first tee's got some. So, you know, we've definitely covered a lot of different grounds, um, PGA of America as well, too. So we kind of hit the big sectors in the golf industry, but we also have a lot that have gone on and been very successful within state and local golf associations. A few are executive directors of those associations. Some may be working in different avenues as well on there. We've got some college coaches out there. So that really kind of covers a lot of the golf, but we've had a lot go on and be very successful within other sports, um, whether it be baseball or a couple of our former colleagues are working with the Atlanta Hawks. I have know people that work in the hospitality industry with Marriott. Some work with fundraising at the Children's Hospital things like that. So this opportunity can really kind of launch your career, definitely can help you in the sports industry, but it also is going to be able to provide you a lot of other lessons um, and skills that you can take on to whatever industry you want to pursue or maybe just kind of stumble into. You know, like I said at the beginning, golf was not necessarily on my radar and, you know, look at where it's taken me now. So you just never know what's available out there. We're coming to the end here now. What last piece of advice do you guys have for young professionals that are out there right now looking for their next big thing? Just get your feet wet in anything, even if it is a one day volunteering for the Publix marathon that we do here in Atlanta, just any sort of experience you can have, whether it be a full-fledged internship or a volunteer experience, but get out there and do some things because we talked about how the resume building and, and looking through all these resumes and what stands out. So getting your feet wet, also it's gonna tell you, which kind of goes in to my next point, it's gonna tell you if you like working the weekends and the hours. You need to figure out if you like that very quickly because in the event world and in the sports world, it's a lot of nights, it's a lot of weekends, and it's a lot of hours. And you have to be completely dedicated to that and to, and to your job. So figuring out quickly if that's something that fits your style, extremely important. And then just building that resume with a ton of different experiences, in my opinion, is very important. I would say just making sure as you're going through the interview process with us or just any company of also just being your genuine self and really putting your best foot forward, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, admitting your strengths, but also admitting your weaknesses, because that's not necessarily a bad thing. And if you are willing to get your feet wet, like Blair said, and kind of just take that leap and take that risk, that's the only way you're going to get started. But you've got to be true to yourself. And I would definitely echo the opportunities of making sure you can handle the hours and the sacrifices that you have to make to work in the sports and event field, they are big. So if that's not something that you're willing to give up and you're more of that eight to five, 40 hours a week desk job, this isn't going to necessarily be the right fit. And that's okay. And you may, you know, 
like that for a couple of years and then you may move on, which is totally fine. You know, we both have had different career paths within the organization and some of it became because we wanted different things for our personal life. And we were able to have those growth opportunities here, which is very lucky for us because the sports industry isn't necessarily a lifelong thing for everybody, you know, for many years. But yeah, this is this is a great opportunity and we're we're both a little biased probably, but I think we both took so much from our internship that helped develop who we are as individuals. And I know I wouldn't be who I am today without having gone through that opportunity graduating from college. I'm very grateful for it. Let's go over your important dates for your internship. Now you said it is a rolling application. So let me tell you listeners out there, that means they are looking each and every day and pulling the resumes that they like out of it. So the earlier you get in in that case, the better. So maybe that's a standard practice that you put in to all of your job seeking abilities is that if you see something, go and apply right away. But what are the dates once again for those listeners that are interested? Yes, absolutely. Our applications are live right now. They are open for our spring season until Friday, November 13th. And then they are open for our summer season until Friday, January 8th of 2021. I am really, really impressed with all that you girls do. It is so refreshing to have somebody in the industry like yourself that really puts a lot towards developing young professionals and giving them an incredible opportunity. So Thank you so much for coming on the Living Sport Podcast. You've been on my mind for a while, and I'm so happy we're able to connect and really help recruit the next top superstars in the industry. Thanks so much for having us. We, we appreciate the opportunity to showcase, and Sarah and I both have seen a few Living Sport applicants come through um, our desks already, so keep on coming. Yeah, thank you so much. I think that we touched on it earlier, but it's a great partnership that we've built as both of our opportunities share a lot of similar aspects to it. So I think that this is just a fantastic partnership and friendship that we've grown. And like Lauren said, I think it's been more than a few. It's been uh, <laughs> quite a few living sport people that we have seen. So we appreciate everybody that you've sent to us. And yeah, it's been great. All right, Living Sport Network, let's keep them coming. <laughs> I am Lauren Shelley. I am Blair Sumner. And, and we, we are, are Living, living Sport. sport. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Our goal at Living Sport is to help all young professionals succeed in the sport industry, especially through the Living Sport International Sport Business Program. This program provides students with an opportunity to experience the world through sport. If you're interested to learn more, go to livingsport.com. Have a great day, guys.